Dean and Paul, welcome. Uh, yeah, happy primary election day. <laughs> mayor is such a much better term. Doesn't he sound much the more mayor important? West mayor is such a strong. <laughs> it, is, but, it is a cool title. But, but again, according to <laughs> Kathy Dahlkemper, she says the the best job in the county is township supervisor because you are you are all encompassing, all powerful, the all knowing Oz. Yeah, yeah. No, I tell you, every day is different. You never know what you're yeah. getting in these jobs. Never, because you deal with so much from. Roads to parks to yeah. zoning to code enforcement to garbage to sewer you know all those things it's and th- and then you then you add you know uh, you know some of the some of the the things that ail society you know sure. <laughs> that you have to deal with as as the as a senior leader so yeah I mean it's it's all there we're putting out uh, fires yeah absolutely and literally and figuratively right so yeah in a big a big uh, conversation that's going on. Um, Probably with uh, the the one open seat in Harbor Creek, which is one of the competitive races, right? And we'll talk about that in a bit. But uh, you know, is the idea of of helping out the the uh, volunteer firefighters and and building that um, you know building that income stream, you know, to keep things going, keep first first responders uh, in the in the black, if you will, uh, financially. I want to I want to look at some of the, some of the uh, the news today. Maybe get your guys' comments on that. And Shaney, you weigh in as well. Um, you know, uh, Wabtec, uh, the union. Um, the deadline now is June third. You know, ninety days are almost gone, and uh, we're hearing that there's been some movement here and there. But the the big sticking point is the the issue of the two tier wages, and people are getting really emotionally involved in this conversation uh, to the point that a, a fellow lost his job this week oh, based on on oh, you know the the comments um i it, don't you think though that that really just that we come to agreement to keep jobs here in erie is kind of the kind of the takeaway here well, i mean certainly in, yeah. in our communities in westlaville and harbor creek and lawrence park but we I know it's in Lawrence Park, but how many of those employees live in our municipalities? Right. Uh, you know, how much do they pay in taxes and earned income and, and all the things? So it, it's a listen, this is a big deal to all of eastern uh, Erie County. Uh, here's what, and I think we talked about it last time, Joel, when I was here. We don't know. We don't know what Wabtec management is thinking. Mm-hmm. Are they serious when they sent a letter that said, seriously, we're moving and this department is going to this city and this plant and this, this department's going to yeah, this city? Yeah, they were very specific, uh, weren't they? Are, are they serious or... Is it, hey, the union went on strike. Obviously, it hurt them. They yeah. swung a deal to come back and, and gave them everything they wanted then temporarily for the 90 mm-hmm. days. Is it, you know, we don't know. Right. We don't know what the truth is. So do they, on either side, do they know what the truth is? What, how far each side is willing to go? Because then you know how this thing ends. But we don't. And it's fascinating to watch. And it's, uh, it's scary at the same time. Right. So many of our businesses in Wesleyville, Harbor Creek, everywhere, you know, we all rely on, not, you know, those the people that work there, I mean, they frequent our businesses and, you know, they're part of our tax base and, you know, our school district. So it's, it's tough. The, the union you, says it's the most profitable and management says it's the least profitable, right. profitable of all the locations. What's the truth? What is the reality? Well, it, well and, and what, what it occurs to me though, is, is it true? Is it truth that every other, uh, every other UE local has gone for the two-tier wage system, whether it is in uh, in Grove City or in Wilmerding. You know, I mean, have other parts of the the union gone for 
this new uh, way of looking at things? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 mean, I, don't, I, mean, know. I don't know. I mean, are we the outlier at that point? And, and again, uh, you know, I mean, I grew up in a union household. My dad was the head of the FOP. You know, we had dental and, you know, health care based, you know, based on, you know, my dad's negotiating capacity. And then he went into into the brass. And so he was on the other side of the desk. Right. But um, no, I mean, it. you know, it, it's 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 certainly um, I, I think what what's interesting and, and we'll move on in a second. But what's interesting to me is we we have a glimmer of hope with the sale to Wabtec that we didn't have with GE Transportation. GE Transportation was moving all the production out of Erie. That was a done deal, 2018. Boom, Wabtec uh, shows interest in buying them out. And, and all of a sudden, there's, there's new life. And so I, I would imagine everybody says, well, let's not squelch it. Maybe this is a, this is a second chance. Maybe there's a chance for, you know, pardon, pardon the phrase, but for for uh, the, the Lawrence Park plant to be born again in, in a production capacity as, as opposed to just doing service and doing, um, doing kits and so on. So Right. I mean, I work in a two-tier pay system in a union, so I kind of know how that works. And for us, you know, it's, it's been okay. As long, like there are so many people in our union. Like we, we're much smaller than sure. the GE union. But, you know, there are a certain amount of people that will always – be in the tier A. So as people retire in tier A, tier B people move into tier A. So they're, I don't know if they're offering like, yeah, like the, an advancement be, type right, of thing into the, the, the higher tier. Like we, we have that. And the, and the other thing that, that, that the company's going to have to consider is, you know, a $16 even starting wage is going to be too low soon considering that uh, you know we're probably going to a nine dollar minimum wage at, at minimum here in in uh in pennsylvania they're, they're saying 850 probably end up being nine the governor wants 12 on the way to 15 you know i mean well how, however that whole thing shakes out but you know it starts making those those 15 16 18 starting wages you know not not appear as generous uh, when you're when you're when your minimum is 12 13 14 15 right right so anyway uh yeah we're all we're all concerned and we're all you know basically praying that uh you know that uh, uh you know uh, uh, an amiable solution uh occurs from Wabtech. uh i want to talk about the peninsula because again it's a big weekend ahead right and um you know there it's flooded you know they're having a hard time we we we're you know uh, they're having a hard time mowing and getting ready and only five beaches will be ready. But, uh, you know, um, uh, the, uh, they're going to do their best to be ready for what's looking like a decent weekend, uh, at least in the seventies for Memorial day weekend here. Um, and, uh, and of course, uh, you know, uh, that, that, that we know the name of the person who was hit by the, by the train and that's his name was summit Suba. Uh, 21-year-old with earbuds. He's walking along the tracks. That's tragic. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, and don't understand how that was. Okay, we'll we'll one throw one more at, at Dean because he can empathize with the the poor Gerard council members trying to figure out what to do about the park. They decided to get another opinion from an arborist and not tear 400 trees down uh, out there. 
the uh, these are hard. Sometimes it's you get you get you get a, down a path. You figure out a, a plan, and then like the backlash just comes right yeah. in. Yeah, I, you know what? It, it's a good thing, and, and we've had it too. And it's not a backlash against you know whatever. It's just people who care passionately sure. right. on whatever side they are. Yeah. And, and you tend to when you go through these things, you tend to get a better decision at the end at the end of the if day if you just wait a little bit longer get a couple more voices and we'd rather see that all day than have no one show we make a decision and everybody loses their mind when, when you mm-hmm. still feel like you're doing the right thing at the time you're trying to make the right decision for the right reason but mm-hmm. when that happens and it's still it, it tends to be rare and they get all the headlines and all those things but important decisions are made every you know every couple of weeks for us with nobody in attendance for goodness sakes but yeah. it helps the process it really does as excruciating as it can be as you know you can't go out and get a gallon of milk or anything because because they're going to hit you over this particular thing, <laughs> you know, and that, that happens. Right. Um, it, it's it's important to the process. And I think better decisions come out of it when people take an active role. Well, and it seemed like everybody kind of brought the temperature down a little bit to say, OK, let's come up with a solution yeah. to this thing. And that, you know, there were trees that needed to be torn down and they were trying to figure out a way to pay for it. Yeah, but you don't you can't sell those. So, you know, that's no, the thing. No, you you right, need the right. better trees to make the money to put more money back into the park. The The idea is noble. Um, but you know, they'll, they'll find a solution yeah. that's best for everybody. And generally people are more, when they come to meetings, they're upset in my experience because they don't know the whole story. Right. So once they come and they kind of understand what we're trying to do or, you know, accomplish, even if they don't necessarily agree that they can kind of be on board with, okay, that's why they made that decision. But a lot of it's just being informed and coming to the meetings. Yep. Very true. Yeah. Again, uh, you know, the, the, these fellows, they run for office to, you know, to be on the solution side, to solve problems. And, and, and sometimes it just takes uh, a tiny little benefit of the doubt, you know, you a little, little bit of civility. We're all cheating. We're all stealing. We're all doing things in the dark of night. Yeah. It's all for our own but, benefit. But, and none of it is true. It's just crazy how those isn't things are. Isn't it your township that has like 29 years without a tax increase or something like that? Yeah, we'll see if we get to 30. But yeah, yeah, we've made it 29. <laughs> oh, my through, word. Through casual growth. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, talking about uh, township, uh, that was uh, somebody, a Harbor Creek voter, Shane, right? Yes. So, um, yeah, the importance of the uh, municipal election. We're talking about it here. It's the primary until 8 o'clock tonight. You can go to the polls. And with us is Dean Pepicello. He's the Harbor Creek supervisor. Paul Bills, Wesleyville mayor. Shaney Bills. And we, we'll, we'll be playing cuts from, uh, from all the different uh, uh, places where we went to. Like I, like I said... I, I didn't even get any any uh, any verbatims from my um, my place of voting because I was like the only guy there, you know, and uh, I had to go over to the west side where there's a competitive race in the county council seat for Fiore Leone. Fiore got primaried this year uh, by it was Mary Rennie and uh, Frida Tepler, I think, and Frida Tepler. So um, so we're kind of watching that race. You, uh, you all in Harbor Creek, uh, Dean, have a, uh, an open seat that's being uh, competed for, uh, at least on the primary and then in the fall. What, what's going on out there? Yeah, Joe Peck retiring um, has been just a tremendous, not only supervisor, but employee before that. He's just, uh, uh, we'll miss him. We'll miss his knowledge. We'll miss his work ethic. He's, uh, uh, he's almost irreplaceable. And I hate to say that because I think we all are replaceable, but, sure. but he's just one of those, those individuals. So. Seven people running, five Dems, uh, two R's. I think that says a couple of things. Number one, that people care about their community. Yeah. Having five people. I mean, we were just talking about how, how many seats and, and boroughs and whatnot or don't have any uh, candidates actually on the ballot. And they're looking at write-in. So to have seven candidates, I think they, they care about their community. Uh, I think they care about serving. 
Um, I think that says a lot about Harbor Creek. I hope it says a lot about the job we've done and the community we have. What is the registration out in Harbor Creek? About 60, 40 Democrat. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, uh, and what is up, when, up until Joe, um, uh, retiring, what is your Republican? Correct? I am as is and, Tim May. And Tim and, yeah. and Joe was a, a Democrat. A Demo- okay. So yeah. it was two to one. 60, 40 Dem, but it, it's, I, I think that they're generally conservative Democrats. Like sure. Look, not, not everyone, but, they, but I think for us, it's more about community. Yeah. So it's rare that somebody moves in, lives there five years, jumps on a ballot and wins an election. It's, it's long-term family names. Right. Uh, Peck and, you know, Pepicello, my family's been there forever. Mm-hmm. The May family is really well known. I think you have to have roots. We're one of those communities. Where you have to have roots to get elected. Yeah. It just seems to be our history, basically. Any Anybody that you're seeing that's rising to the top? Uh, is it premature to say that? It's or? so hard to know. Yeah. You know, sometimes I've been doing this a long time like you have. I've done a lot of election day and election night coverages. Sometimes the person who ran the best campaign and everyone thinks is going to win finishes last. Interesting. You, you just, you don't, it's a weird year for us. When I ran 15 years ago, Township did a lot of wonderful things. One of the things we didn't do so well in that age was we had blights. We had the old Harbor yeah. Creek Mall in the East White Plaza, and, and I had a plan, and we've been able to implement it. We've had some success doing that. So I, I probably ran on the right issue at the right time. Today, Did you run I, you just know, one campaign and win? I lost in 99 to Ken Springer. Uh, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Is that yes, right? Yes, and I finished second in that race, and I thought maybe we had a shot Finishing second to him, sure. and, and and we hoped eventually in the future, and he, he went did one term and was yeah. effective and did some wonderful things for people, and then uh, ended up in a, just a great race with Joe Peck. It, it was it was a war of wars, and wow. you know, we become the best friends. And he's he's something? a far better supervisor than me, uh, and and it got elected two years later. You know, it's funny how things it, wow. work out. Well, again, you know, you have to establish, you know, establish a brand. You hate to hate to be that that base about it, but. You know, uh, there, there's a reason why people kind of get comfortable with you or so on, um, you know, a, in a race like this. And yeah. so. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that's going to be the one to watch in the fall, especially if it's that even out there in Harbor yeah. Creek Township yeah. as far it, as the registration. It, it, who knows? You know, who, yeah. how do they finish today? Does somebody with five candidates, does somebody run away with it? That tells you they're pretty strong. Does do two people split the vote and then someone else sneaks in and everybody's within 20 votes of each other? That tells you something different. So it's just uh, I don't know. We don't know. I mean, until tonight, we don't know. And, and there's been low turnout. I think we've heard that. Yeah, we've been hearing it close to just not much over 10 percent so yeah. far. It's just it's a municipal election. It's a local municipal election. And let's face it. The presidential elections are sexy. They really yeah. are. Even the state ones. And it, at this it's point, true. They, they just are is as important as these are. You know, it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, uh, um, you know, also the the county council. Uh, Kyle Faust is, is is your representative there. He's um, Paul. He is uh, running for both that. And he also has the, what is it, county controller. Um, uh, he's running on a post for that uh, uh, position here. Right. What's, your, what's your take on... on uh, well, who- again, like Dean was saying, he's, you know, the Faust name. A lot of people know mm-hmm. Kyle and, you know, they've... You know, I graduate. There's, I don't know, ten boys in that family. There's not that many. There's not that many, but you know, I mean, you know, so that's a strong name in Harbor Creek and, yeah. you know, in the east side area. So, um. So I think Kyle has a pretty good chance of winning. He's unopposed, so <laughs> you know. right, right. But the the you know the the question is he'll run both campaigns in the fall as well, right? And uh, we'll we'll see so who he, he gets on the other side of the of the the county council. I think it's first district, right? Uh, right. And no. I'm assuming if he wins controller, then there'll be that vacant seat for his 
council seat. It, it'll be fascinating. You can run for both. And you're yeah. more than entitled. He's more than entitled to, and he's popular enough to do it. Sure. You can't hold both. So what do the voters think when knowing he can't hold both? You know, mm-hmm. What will they do? It, it will be fascinating to watch. This is, a, this is a rarity. It's one of the strong names, as Paul said, that, that can probably get away with it. But will it become the issue in the fall? Right. If I'm an opponent, if someone that, that, that just makes that decision, does it become the issue? It might, it might not. You know, I don't know. It's just a fascinating, unique uh, one to watch. I mean, I would, I would think with his name recognition, he'd be a tough one to beat in the fall for controller. And, and according to uh, Jim Wirtz and, and Vero Salmon, it would be up to council to choose the, uh, the replacement at right. this point. This is, not, this is not in Kathy Dahlkemper's hands. This is in council's yeah. hands. Yeah. And so, you know, however council kind of shakes out might mean, you know, whether there's a Democratic majority, Republican majority on county council of who would fit that seat. And, and don't forget that Mary Schaff is the incumbent. Uh, yeah, has done some nice things in that in that position. She's I think a, you're going to show yeah, on a very good tough, campaign. Yeah. Uh, that will be a heck of a campaign to watch in the fall. You know, another one that's that's not competitive this this side, but it's on the other side of the of the county is Mill Creek Supervisor, where you have Dan Alette on the Republican side and you have um, John Grow on the Democratic side. They're both unopposed this spring. But in the fall, that that's going to be like the mayor's race all over again. You know, pretty significant uh, uh, matchup there. And these are always big, you know. They mean so much and people don't realize how much like you just you at home can go to these meetings and have an impact. So these are huge elections, even though we get low turnouts. <laughs> right. They really mean a lot more than to me than voting for running, voting for your president, which is important also. But. These are the things that really make the difference. And people can come to your meetings and our meetings and, you know, we, you know, really make a difference in, you know, how we make our decisions. Watch the Mill Creek Supervisor race in the fall. Very different uh, views from mm-hmm. those two gentlemen. Balance of power likely uh, in the balance. Sure. Um, based on who, who may win that election, that one will be uh, that one will be a big deal for Mill Creek going forward. I, and I don't think, unfortunately, for Mill Creek Township, it doesn't have the comedy and, and uh, good goodwill. Uh, you know, not, I'm not saying that the supervisors don't have it, but the context of Mill Creek Township right now is in transition, and there's a lot of uh, of uh, emotion flying around. There's always been that way on the uh, you know on the school board on the school side of things, but I think that could spill over on the on the governmental on the, the municipal side because. Uh, Mill Creek has to decide what it wants to do, what it wants to be. Is it? Are they going to have a legitimate gateway to to Presque Isle? What's that going to take as far as zoning and and the kind of sacrifices that it might take to make that all happen? With us here is Dean Pepicello. He is the Harbor Creek Supervisor. Paul Bills, the Mayor of Wesleyville, or uh, and the MOW, the MOW. <laughs> and we have, of course, the the flow. the flow. First Lady of Wesleyville, That's representing, right. yes. representing here. here. I yeah, I, and uh, and and uh, we're we're talking about you know kind of the races that interest us. Of course, talk. Uh, you can you can also weigh in on our Facebook live feed. Uh, go to facebook.com forward slash talk eerie or send a tweet at talk eerie or at joel natale and uh let's 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 chat about the judges we did some special coverage we had all five judge candidates here uh in the studio and they kind of shared their their stories with us and you know their their thoughts um uh when we it was interesting because the the sequence of events was uh, a couple weeks before the judges came the judge candidates came i should say 
we had uh, President Judge Trusilla here and um, really gave us a primer, really, on on how the courts work and uh, and some of his uh, passions for, you know, alternatives to prison. Again, you know, yes, uh, you know, definitely if you have a violent criminal, you throw you get them in jail and, and get them out of society. But if you have a veteran who, you know, that who breaks the law, there are, you know, in a nonviolent way, there are ways to re- rehabilitate or have alternate uh, punishment, if you will, alternate avenues. And, and just, you know, he was even saying how um, he has a 5K for the juve, juvenile offenders that, you know, do, you know that they, they literally run. Of course, a judge is, judge is a significant you know, runner. Right. Yeah. But anyway, um, what, what's your take on the judges? Uh, so actually, it feels like it was a fine field uh, on both sides. I mean, for me, I, I listened to all five of the interviews that you did. So this was probably the first time in a judge race that I've been disinformed about five people running for the same office. So it was kind of interesting to listen to how they all uh, responded to the questions and um it's so, you know, it seemed like they were so strong, all five of them. It's tough yeah. to pick, you know, only two out of those five. Well, and again, you have different slices of the law. You, you know, you have everything from the prosecutor and Aaron Connolly to the to the former executive ban- branch uh, mayor, you know, Joe Sinnott, uh, to, you know, to, you know, the hot, you know, there it's very rare for the bar association to give a highly recommended uh, status and, and both David Ridge and Ed Smith got that. And we'll see how much of a name, how much name recognition yeah. helps in this race, especially like you said, Joe Sennett running, who yeah. was the mayor for a long time, you know, David Ridge, who's, you know, Tom Ridge's brother, you know, those are big, strong, eerie names. Yeah. So we'll and see. And don't forget Peter Sala, you know, uh, who, who's loved right. by the, the sheriffs, you know, and those they, they those those folks are the law enforcement for, for for the yeah. for the courts. Right? It's it's so hard because they have all the rules where they can't they can't yeah. tell you what they think about the death penalty and, yeah. and those things. I'm sure you didn't even push the envelope with it because no. they're they're not gonna, so really you're okay. What are we dealing with? How well are they known? What's their background? What's their temperament? What I was pushing is I wanted to find out. You know, are they going to feel equally uh, uh, at ease working in the family division where? Generally, if you're a newbie judge, that's where you go. You're not necessarily going in the criminal, the the trial division, and so you know they they need like a breadth of of knowledge and and a lot of uh, you know they you know they need to you know bone up on a lot of their law because some of these guys have not worked in some of those cases. If you're doing all criminal or all civil or so on, right? And I you know I, I even reached out to. A- to a couple of lawyers that I know just to get their opinion and and temperament seems to be like the biggest thing for sure. for all of them you know and how they're going about who they're going to vote for and who's good and you know so and but don't I, you think name recognition, like you're saying, I is huge? huge? Yeah. I mean, let's face it. If Dave Bridge doesn't win both tickets tonight, we'd be stunned, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, outside I mean, that, no, I think anything is possible. Right, uh, right. In this particular race. I think I think maybe, you know, some have been underestimated. Uh, let's be honest. Uh, right. I, I think being a prosecutor is an advantage. Right? Aaron Connolly. But Ed Smith has really gotten a lot of high ratings and, and all yeah. those things. So 
I doubt the judge race is settled tonight. I, I suspect we'll have three or you four. You think we're going to have probably three? Seriously, three? You know, two, two basically running for the last spot, essentially. So <laughs> they're not going to be happy about That's that. That's a lot more money and a lot more time. <laughs> oh, sure oh, did they say that in the interview. Yeah. They, 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 they probably. I'm sure they're they're hoping that two of them just make it and sweep really? right in, right? I, I, I don't On both sides. Happens. I don't. I don't know because uh, I don't think we have a clear front runner. I mean, I, obviously, yeah. you know, Dave Ridge is in, in the best position. And I mean, let's be honest sure, with that yeah. name in right. any Pennsylvania. So, but uh, I think the other two spots are up for grabs. It'd be fascinating tonight. That one could go go a while. Incredible, really, when you think about it. Um, the you know some of the other races that we're watching again. We uh, uh, I I just uh, played a, a cut from. From the west side, we're looking at Fiore and Mary Rennie and uh, Freda Tepler. Um, you know, uh, it, you know. Again, only only Democrats would even try to run in in the uh, in the fifth ward there. Um, but uh, you know, this there's there's some thought there that uh, it might be Fiore's time. Is it? I don't know. Right. I mean, I mean, again, if by looking at the and I should pl- I should play the cut. Let, let me play that because I want you guys to kind of weigh in on this because uh, I think uh, my buddy Vince here uh, explains you know what what the other what the challengers are up against here. Let's take a listen to Vince. So uh, Vince, what brings you to the polls today? My uh, one thought would be. Uh who is going to run our city, our school district, and who's going to watch our taxes? And uh, uh, any particular race that you're watching? Uh, not particularly, no. Mm-mm. What? What do you? You're in the district where Fiore Leone is running for re-election, yeah. uh, and he's got some competition in the primary. What do you think about that? I think in the past he did a fantastic job, and I can't think of anyone that could do better than he did. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Enjoy your day. Again, when I when I think about who comes out for a primary, you know, I mean, who are the super voters? Who are the super voters for real? And and, and Dean, you you've you've been in this process. Both of you have been in this process. When you when you get those printouts and they say, okay, these are the super voters. I've I've never missed. I'm one of those guys. I've never missed an election. Right. Vince, I'm pretty sure, has never missed an election. How, you know, if you are confident in the incumbent, how do you how do you go against that? And that's that's why I get it. People are reading the media or reading the social media clips, the newspaper, and you get a feeling from that that, OK, it's time for a change and his time is up. I, you don't get to serve until you're 85 years old because you don't know what you're doing. You don't have support. Right, wrong, or indifferent about Fiore right. Leone. That's just the reality. So I don't know. I, I We debated this last night. I, I really don't know. And now Mary Rennie has another female right. uh, opponent. There are three people in that race. It's right. not two. I think if there were two, much better for there Mary Rennie. There could be a little little spoiler she there. Could, she could take, the two women could take from each other. It's possible. Yeah. Um, and then again, people might say, okay, enough's enough. I, I think Fiore has an issue where he challenged her ballot eligibility because yeah. of her residency had a had a pretty good case. You got a candidate again. It just it's just kind of an observation, um, you know, not a statement or how I feel. Sure, you got a candidate who lived in Harbor Creek, sort of. I guess lived in Harbor Creek, but had another house in that district. Okay, voted in Harbor Creek in the last election. So 
Fiore says, wait a minute, you can't live in one place and vote in another. This is the right. residency issue. Sure. The judge ultimately ruled that it was, in fact, legal. Okay. Okay. And we're done. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the ruling. But, but the fact that he, he did it, we're going to challenge this. And I think it was worth a challenge just mm. legally. You're right. right. From an election law standpoint. Sure. But now you've got the longtime incumbent male challenging whether or not this woman who's fantastic <laughs> should right. even be on the ballot. How, how does that play with those voters didn't didn't bother vince yeah you know yeah. didn't bother vince so well yeah and and again you know uh there people like vince more than likely take offense that somebody would would primary fiori maybe right you know right but paul you want to wait how, how dare you challenge someone just someone, right you know i think i, I mean I think, the, the the fellow that created the home rule charter or you know or, yeah. or was a part of the committee you know, how dare you challenge him on his last on his last election? I mean, that's some probably that. some of that. Be some of that that this race, this one will be fun tonight. That yeah. particular race. And again, with turnout the way it is, we're talking dozens of people could be the margin here. Absolutely. I mean, that's what people don't get. If you, if, you know, if you when you vote next year for president, you're going to be one of thousands in Erie County voting one way or the other. When you vote. Today, if you're in the in the fifth ward and you're voting for Fiore or Mary or F Freda, you know, uh, you're one of dozens. You know, yeah, I mean, this thing will not be won by hundreds even. I don't think people think like that. They don't think that that their vote really, really does count today. Like if you if you go like if you go and you have a, a couple of, uh, you know, voting age uh, kids and, and spouse you know, like I like when my kids were home, we four of us could vote at the same time. We were a block. Yeah. Yeah. I told you know, I said, this is what I recommend for the for the boys to vote for. And they usually backed me up on that, you know. And so, yeah, you have a, a block a voting block of four in, in a race like today, you know, in, in the kind of elections like today, you can really make a difference. So, yeah. Uh, and in that race in particular, it yeah. literally is the old guard against brand new. Yeah. We're going to do business as we've always done in the county, which is fine if that's what people think, or somebody brand new with brand new ideas. I mean, it, it, right, that you're talking about changing the direction of county council with that particular race. It's a big deal, Joel. It's a big deal. And, and it, it makes me reflect back to 2017 when, when I, you know, when you think about the, the primary for mayor in 2017 and you you literally had kind of two camps and, and you know push back on me if you don't think this is true but you really had the establishment camp of which i i think joe shemmer was an establishment but he was part of the kind of the the he was part of the older guard versus the um you know the brennemans and you know even you know like more the intelligentsia side of the equation and and really if you ask me uh, the the establishment won, and and the reason why Mursky lost is because uh, enough establishment people went for Ruby Jenkins' husband, and 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 uh, Mursky got burned on that deal. Now, of course, he's in a better place because he's down in Harrisburg making more money than the mayor. But and, no, just just joking. But you know, but you know what I'm saying. I mean, that's how this stuff has shake out. And and my candidate, which is Almy Kameni, my dear friend. She got 500 votes. She worked her tail off. But again, so many people in that primary race, that's, that's, what, that's what the second tier got. 500 for Almy, I think, uh, 
uh, chief, the chief of police got 500. I mean, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, it's really tough in these primary local primary races here. We're going to take a break and come back. Uh, we're talking about the primary. If you have a question or comment, we'd love to know what your experience is. Or if you want to weigh in saying that I'm all washed up or Dean's all washed up or Paul is all washed up. They affect you more. They, the, the people that you elect in your in your towns and your in your at the local state level, they fix your potholes. They get they increase your taxes. They lower your taxes. They fix the schools. They do more things that you see day in and day out. I think, um, and they're your neighbors. So I mean, you have those relationships with these people that you can go and talk to, not set up a meeting maybe, and just it's it's more easy to see them at the grocery store and say hey, and just have those those candid conversations. And like I said, they affect you day in and day out that you see, opposed to the federal government where yes, it's a big policy a big immigration or or the tax shift um you see that but um not in a day-to-day where your local elections do so i think it's very important um to get out and the younger the the younger the 18 the 25 year olds they really need to get more involved i think um as our generation is becoming more and more uh uh, vocal and issues are concerning us um at, at that level now so yeah Excellent. Yeah. Thanks so much. Yeah. Are there any particular races that you are watching with greater interest? Uh, well, county council, since I am Joe, I am running. Okay. So, uh, oh, all right. So, Excellent. yeah, the county council race, okay. yes. Um, the the judge race um, with Ed Smith and, and uh, Tom or, uh, uh, David Ridge, uh, Connolly, all those. Um, I think that's an important race, too, uh, the Court of Common Pleas in our area. And really, the, lo- the local boroughs and, and townships, uh, like I said, they affect you day in and day out. So I think overall, all of them, but county council is one of them, too. So, yeah. So Joe was working the polls, huh, Shane? Yeah, he was hanging out at, uh, what was that, Harbor Creek Baptist. Harbor Creek, yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. where I ran into him and uh, had a nice conversation. When I went up to him to interview him, I had no idea that he was running. And what is he? What, I'm, I've, <laughs> so, so he was. He's county council as well. He's one of the one of the multiples, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in that particular seat, the, going against Kyle, uh, he's, he'd be on the Republican side. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of uh, uh, when we had when we had uh, Viral Salmon and um, Jim Wirtz here, they were they were very excited about some of the torch being passed. A lot of young folks that are running this year. And uh, let's talk about city council. Neither of you guys are in the city. I am, so we could talk about it. But, um, you know, uh, Vanessa Bellin, uh, I'm not going to pronounce these names right, but, uh, you know, uh, uh, she's she's a woman who lost her son uh, to gun violence, and she's running for for city council. And, and, and again, there's, uh, there's multiple folks running for city council that have these incredible stories, you know, uh, I wonder if, and there's actually a, a trio that's running as a slate in the city. Um, Michael keys, I think Balin and, and I can't remember the, I've been seeing some signs this way, you know, when, when you're at that level, you know, city council, what pays $6,000 a year. So it's not like a huge financial incentive to get all the headaches. Um, but, uh, there's a lot of passion that goes into those races, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, again, there's so many people running, it's tough to, you know, really have a feel for who's, you know, who's where in the in the race. So that, that'll be another one to be very interesting tonight to watch to see how that comes in. Get my handy dandy cheat, cheat sheet here, you know, <laughs> because, yeah, uh, literally for city council on, you've, you've got uh, Stapp, Brzezinski, Ratcliffe, Flores, Czeski, Witherspoon, Leepak, Balin. Keys, Nelson, and Pockley. And, 
uh, I think Chuck Nelson's the only one that we've had on the air here, right? Yes. And, yeah, but uh, and I actually thought about calling him up today yeah, and uh, yeah. tracking him down because well, he, I know he's at one of the polling stations. He can call in, you know, if yeah. he wants. Yeah, Come yeah. On, if, Chuck, you, if, you, if you are if you're running for office, you can call us at 679-1080. Tell us how the how the energy is going at the polls, though. But yeah, the um, uh, stop that for a second there. Um, that's one of the occupational hazards. Too many things going on at once. Um, but yeah, city council, you vote for more than no more than three. The um, the the Democrats actually did uh, do a recommended slate as well. Yeah, yeah. And and so he that's the only place where um, where uh, Jim Wirtz said, you know, we want to give voters some guidance that way. So yeah, and you talked about how tough it was to gain traction in the mayoral primary right. of 2017. How about city council? I mean, far <laughs> less attention, obviously, right, wrong or indifferent, probably not fair. But it's a reality. Three spots, 11 candidates. And you have to find traction. I mean, really, the plan, I think, for those people today is just just survive. Just find a way to, to, to be there, to be in right. that, that, that top. Three. And again, this is the election. I mean, there's no that's Republican right. that's going to win right. in the fall. Right. You're uh, just trying to survive. Yeah. Literally, maybe one more vote than the next person. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, do these people do phone banks? I mean, is it all door to door? I mean, I mean, again, uh, one of the things that is on the, the docket, uh, at least uh, in maybe in the dreams of uh, these fellows, both and both Viral Solomon and um, uh, Jim Wirtz were saying that we think that we should go to home rule in the city where maybe we we redistrict all the wards because right now the fifth and sixth ward especially the fifth ward dominates the entire uh, structure of city council right and so uh it's just it's you have basically taxation without representation in city council and so if you were to go to a ward, you know, if you restructure the wards based on population, kind of made it, you know, redraw the districts and then have ward based council people. And again, I experienced this in Nashville 30 years ago. We had we had like a, basically a, a, a metropolitan legislature and then we had like three to five at um, at large uh, folks that they were the soup they were like the super delegates right but yeah at least you'd have you'd know that if you're in the first ward the second ward you know on, on the lower east side you'd have some representation on council let's take a call and um uh let's uh let's do this here uh hey uh good afternoon you're live with joel natalie and our guests here on talkerie.com joel how you doing it's tim Sunny running for harbor creek supervisor oh hey how you doing tim so we have good, we good. we have a potential uh, uh, cohort uh, uh, mate here with uh, Dean Pepsilla. Tell us uh, how how things are on the on the trail with you. Good, good. We've been getting a lot of uh, good positive feedback from uh, the voters here in Harbor Creek Township. Um, we had that debate that happened up at uh, or the forum, I guess you could call it, that happened up at Penn State Barron, which is a really nice forum. It was an excellent opportunity for the uh, residents of Harbor Creek to become more informed of the candidates that are running and their stances on certain issues. Um, Facebook has been a big channel for us uh, during this process. Uh, we did uh, we did some boosted posts, uh, answered some questions, you know, threw stuff out there. Uh, when Roar and Ashore moved, uh, that was a big one. That was a busy night. <clears throat> Excuse me. On Facebook, there was a lot of. Uh, comments and ideas and stuff going back and forth and uh and whatnot but it's it's been uh, it's been good it's been good it's been nice 
now um, the you know are what is what is the turnout look like to you what what are you what are you hearing about the turnout and how does that affect your campaign uh, of course every candidate's going to say we want as many people to vote as possible yeah the turnout that well the place that i vote is down there on buffalo road next to uh, value home center and um, we ran in <clears throat> excuse me my wife and i ran in voted real quick and then uh, she's uh, actually running my daughter over to uh, a ballet class right now but uh, i was Voter number 434, and that was about uh, 2.30 in the afternoon. That's, so not, that's not that's not bad at all. I've heard right around, yeah, it's kind of good for, for Harbor Creek uh, with being, you know, about uh, with the population that we have. Some reports I've heard, uh, you know, across uh, Erie so far is around 9, 10%, but hopefully with this nice weather, uh, people kind of hold off cutting their grass for, you know, 15, 20 minutes to get down to the pole and uh, cast their vote. Well, thanks so much, Tim, for checking in. Uh, you know, uh, good luck to you tonight. Okay, buddy. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. Yeah, Dean, I got to ask. Don't you think that the sunny name has uh, has a help there? Yeah, yeah, and I believe he's Kurt's cousin. I think he uh, he tells a fascinating story. Um, and again, I, I think the turnout up there, that's a pretty, uh, pretty big precinct for us. So, so that 400 should be up, yeah, it should be up. Okay. Um, but it's still a good time. And we have seven candidates pr- trying to bring all of their voters out. Wow. Um, but he tells, he tells an interesting story that he ran for County executive in the primary in the last County executive race. Yeah. And I don't remember the numbers. He says that he was, he finished first in all seven Harbor Creek precincts. These are the um, elections that affect people's pocketbooks more than any of the other elections. Taxes, roads, water, sewer, you know, waste disposal. So uh, it's just very important for everybody to come out to the municipal elections. 406, uh, welcome back uh, to the Joel Natale program here uh, on a election day. It is municipal primary uh, Tuesday here with us, Dean Pepicello. He is a Harbor Creek supervisor. We have Paul Bills, the Wesleyville mayor, and the Flo, the first lady of Wesleyville. Hello, everyone. She is also our producer of the JNS, uh, Shady Bills, otherwise known as Shawnee Bills, according to Siri. When, when can we, we hear, get Siri yeah. to get 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 it together? You know. Well, yeah, I'm shiny bells on Siri. <laughs> shiny bells on. You are Siri. Joe Natalie. Oh yeah, I can yeah. never be. Yeah, there is no Natalie on Siri no. or Alexa. You know, <laughs> uh, our AI has not accomplished the Italian. Anti-Italian. What's it's, going it, on? I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is. It's these uh, the these are artificial intelligence are not artificial. Or, nor intelligent. They are artificial. No, let's take a phone call real quick and get <laughs> get my voice off the air. Uh, hello, caller. You are live on TalkErie.com. Hey, this is Chuck Nelson. I'm one of the candidates from City Council. So I'm out here uh, working the polls and, and thought I would share some of my experiences as to uh, what today's looking like. Yeah, what are you seeing out there, Chuck? They're saying the turnout's a little low, but I, I was comparing it to the municipal turnout from uh, two years ago. And I think we're pretty much on par with, uh, with what they were seeing two years ago. Um, I'm having a real fun time at the polls. Right now I'm out here on 38th Street. I'm, I'm hearing stories from Joyce Savacchio. She's telling me about her candidacy run back when she was my age and running her first time. And then her later mayor stories. She's been standing here with me for 40 minutes sharing stories. So I'm not doing a great job of being a candidate, but I'm enjoying, uh, enjoying listening to stories today. 
Why, why do you feel like you put your name out there? Why did you put yourself out there? Again, running for office, running for city council, you know, there's not a lot of upside there as far as taking, you know, three o'clock phone calls and, and all that, Chuck. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm raising my family downtown and, and I, I pastor a church in that, that 16501 zip code with the lowest median household income. Um, and so I just, I see a lot of stuff that with the people that I'm serving that is, uh, that is upstream of where I get them. And I'm really hoping to, to get a little upstream and, and to be able to make an impact to, to affect our city and to keep family sustained community, you know, downtown where I'm, where I'm trying to raise my family. Yeah. It, I've got and, some fun little policy ideas too. So there's that. Yeah. What, what, what would be one of those? I'm trying to shift the revenue base. I've got a number of ideas, but the city provides a lot of regional resources. Nobody's having a baby at Fairview Hospital, but uh, you know the hospitals are tax exempt here, and the, and the, re- the region needs to be responsible for picking up a little more of that slack. So I got some revenue plans and stuff that I put up on Facebook to uh, to disperse that uh, that burden that the city residents are bearing. Okay, that sounds that sounds interesting. So um, you know you have to make it through to the top three. If you make the top three, more than yeah. likely it, you you get in in the fall, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the way it's looking. They got one Republican candidate, um, but no, I'm, I'm real, I'm real hopeful. Um, yeah, top three. We had a fun time with debates this week. I think all the other candidates are looking forward to working together. Um, you know, whoever gets through. But uh, all the current three sitting council members that are still going to be there in January with Kaz resigning, um, they all have my signs in their yard, their yard. You know, I'm, they're all been real supportive. I've gotten a lot of good help. All right. We really appreciate you checking in and all the best tonight, Chuck. Great to hear from you. Hey, thank you, Joel. Thanks for having me. Take care. Yeah. uh, Chuck Nelson is on the city council again, uh, trying to navigate those, uh, those 11 different candidates and it could be just a smidgen between one or the other, between making the top three or not. And and the other thing I, and Paul and I kind of been through this when you, when you put your name on a ballot, when you put your name out there, you're, you're open to everything. You're open to all the scrutiny that comes with it. Uh, all of the criticism. Uh, people can say whatever they want. I mean, there's so much. This day is, is so exhilarating and so difficult for so many people as candidates. It's, it's an amazing day. Very difficult night because a lot more people lose than win. Oh, absolutely. You know, everybody's excited right now. Everybody's full of momentum mm-hmm. and you feel good about your chances. And you know people. And then 9 o'clock tonight, you know, three quarters of the world is like, oh, goodness. I, I yeah. can't believe I did yeah. all that work and we didn't win. But it happens. And I went around. I tried to get to every candidate today, at least in Harbor Creek, everybody that I could see, and just congratulate them on just doing this. Putting That's yourself it. out there, wanting to serve your community. It's it's such a big deal. It is. So. You know, my, my brother Alan is a, a school director in Fairview. And again, school directors, there's no compensation. It's oh. all for the kids. And it was alarming to me the kind of shots that he took for a school director's right. race. It, it gets uncivil pretty quickly. Why do you do it? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, too. In Wesleyville, the, we have seven members of council with the mayor. None of them are paid. It's all volunteer. It's all, you know, people doing their civic duty, coming out and, you know, going to two meetings a month and dealing with whatever, you know, is going on in the community. And, you know, it's not always good. It's not you don't you try to make the best decisions you can. I think that some of the uh, being a volunteer is good because hopefully your heart's in the right place and you're making the right decisions because you're not really gaining anything. I I mean, I I have not gained really anything being mayor other than a title, you know, it's, so it's, 
you just have to love your community and want to, you know, make the right decisions for it. Look at the school board races, though. Yeah. Look at they're contested. Especially mm-hmm. the bigger school districts are contested. It's amazing. So people they do they do want to help their district. Yeah. They certainly are in it for the kids. But you're dealing with a lot of money, and honestly, you're dealing with a lot of power. It, those are powerful it's, positions it's because true. you're making major decisions with millions of dollars in the school district. And you know, I I was stepping on a few toes yesterday. Um, and also last week when we talked to uh, Wurtz and, and, uh, and Solomon, because, you know, for me as a city taxpayer and, and, you know, and the deal, you know, the deal with what the city school district has gone through over the last, you know, let's say 10 years, right? Since, since uh, Superintendent Barker left, uh, it's just an abomination that we we you know that we've had to suffer so much based on what I consider a real lack of leadership on the school board's part. And so you know my you know my intention would be to you know throw the bums out you know and uh, 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 and again that's just being super political. Um, but uh, you know you know the the way that Jim Wirtz replied was like you know what though you know it's a lack of funding but. You know, but everybody has a lack of funding. That's that's a universal situation that all across the 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 Commonwealth um, class class uh, what is it third class cities are facing that the out migration of any real dollars, and so you have the you know the suburbs are doing okay, but the city uh, core gets uh, destroyed, and, and so you know dealing with that and providing you know. Strong leadership is important for these school directors, uh, whether you are in the city or even in a, a suburban uh, uh, a suburban district. I'm, I'm thinking about my friend out in the General McLean district, you know, where they're really worried about charters, you know, and I'm sure they're worried about charters in Harbor Creek and, no and in Iroquois. Right. You know, insofar as that that's you know, that's that's money that gets put outside of uh, their purview. And, uh, and so it just takes, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a winless um, deal, but there, it is a powerful deal. And uh, you need to have strong leadership as a school director. It, it, uh, of course, uh, like, like you say, Dean, vote for no more than five and out in Fairview, for example, there's one, two, three, four, five. There's a, there's a nine yeah. Republicans alone. alone. Again, the cross cross file, right. you know, every school district is pretty much, uh, or nearly almost yeah. all uh, com- contested. Looks like Iroquois is not, but no, the um, buff is though, and uh, uh, Mill yeah. Creek is super contested. Exactly. Right? They've got two year terms and four year terms, and so uh, Northeast the same way. So those school board members talk about, uh, you know, you know the the closest form of government to your household is probably that that school director, somebody you can get on the phone because you you know you see them at the Giant Eagle, right? Uh, it's 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 super important that you get out and vote today. The polls are open until eight o'clock. Let's take our break and we'll be back with uh, uh, just one more segment here as we talk about the 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 primary and uh, and 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 uh, we'll listen to another. This is this is my super voter who uh, I talked to over at Grover Cleveland uh, earlier today. Okay, Mark, what brought you out to vote today? Well, we always vote every you know. All the time, so... You're a super voter? Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. And w- sure. Was there a particular race that you're pre- really interested in today? The judge. Yeah. yeah, I was looking for the judges. I think we need to make sure that everybody gets out, puts their voice out there. Um, you have to start small. And if you're not 
if you're not getting the people into the departments where we need them, we can't get them to grow up into the larger departments and the smaller voice is always heard too. Yeah, it's a primary election day here, and thanks for tuning in to the all-new talk, Erie.com. With me, Dean Pepicello. He is a Harbor Creek supervisor, Paul Bills, Wesley Mayor, and the flow of Wesleyville, uh, the First Lady, Cheney Bills, also known as my producer here. I don't want to be so north of I-90 centric. I mean, there's some significant races south of I-90, especially uh, we have, um, you know, we have... Well, we have a, a un, well, yeah, to actually, I'm looking at Corey and it looks like Corey has just about everybody they need to, for everybody to be a winner. You know, you have a participation medal in Corey because uh, there's two people running for city council and um, on the Republican side, and it's a vote for no more than two. Um, and uh, General McLean, again. Uh, just enough folks running uh, for school district at large and for the regions as well. And so, yeah, GM is all, all set. Gerard's all set. Uh, looks like there might be a bit of a competition going on in Harbor Creek School District. Iroquois all set. Wow. Uh, Mill Creek, again, that's the big bugaboo, you know, big uh, school district race out there in Mill Creek. Uh, there's going to be a significant a school district race in Northeast but Northwestern needs folks. You know, there's a vote for no more than five and uh, only uh, three on the on the Dem side and four on the Republican side. So pretty interesting that way. Same thing. Uh, you know, we're short one in Union City. We're short three in the Wattsburg area school district. Massive school district. But uh, only uh, two people raising their hands. Uh, so we want to salute them. Bill Halleck and uh, Amanda Thayer Zachs. You know, thanks for standing up for the kids in, in Wattsburg. Um, uh, there's, uh, you know, uh, there's a little comp- competition uh, in Albion. Uh, there'll be, uh, you know, for Borough Council. And, um, yeah, there's some assorted races. There's a, there's a Borough Council race in Lake City. Yeah, uh, there's, there's two, two uh, more that we haven't mentioned to watch tonight that are contested. Yeah. Uh, commissioner's race in Lawrence Park. Which we are contiguous with. There are four candidates uh, for three positions for the Lawrence Park Commissioner. Lawrence Park Commissioner. Um, a lot, a lot hangs in the balance there. Uh, and Fairview Supervisor uh, Mark Genuso is yes. the uh, incumbent there, first term incumbent. There are four, four candidates, I believe, for that seat. Uh, and it's only one seat there. So that would be, and they're all on the same yeah, side. We've got Biggie, Genuso, Guido, and Gregory. Yeah, that uh, along, with Har- along with Harbor Creek. So there, there are three pretty big uh, commissioner yeah. and or supervisor races uh, tonight. So that, you know, so again, uh, in, in Fairview, the winner happens tonight, but in, in Harbor Creek, there'll be kind of a little bit of a barn burner in the fall. Should right? be should be a great yeah. one, to be honest, as as will Mill Creek for sure. And then uh, voting for no more than three in Lawrence Park, right? Uh, right. So four for three there. Four, four for three there. Yep. So Cabaday, uh, Garradine, Musset and McMillan, again, all on the Republican side. They're very Correct. interesting. The, you know, um, just just how the different jurisdictions play out whether democratic or republican i mean uh this this is you get a sense when you look at the ballot of why um maybe uh it's so shocking for trump to have won erie county back in 2016 because uh i mean you have a you know, a lot of democrats in the north county a lot of democrats in in the city and the immediate suburbs right and then republicans everywhere else pretty much uh, and so, um, 
you know, he just kind of happened to tip the scale. Of, what was it like? Eighteen hundred votes. I mean, it was it was not a lot at all. And so, uh, I don't know if you guys heard this that uh, you know both Viral Salomon and Jim Wirtz have been getting phone calls. Uh, Japanese news, um, the, the New York Times, Washington Post. Here we go again. CNN. Here we I mean, hour long conversations with these national news outlets because they're all concerned about Erie County. Now, what do we? Uh, you know, we're basically eleven months from our primary right. in the twenty twenty election. It never ends, right? We're, we've got about uh, eight minutes left. If you have a if you have a question, or if you're a candidate on the road right now and you're hearing us, give us a call six seven nine ten eighty six seven nine ten. Any comments on Facebook social at all? Or uh, no? Just several people have tuned in to watch, okay, uh, but beautiful. nobody's actually okay. commenting. So, all right. Yeah. So again, uh, you know the the marquee race, the one that you're all seeing that. The TV spots on is is the the judge race, right? I mean, we're we're seeing, uh, you know, uh, David Ridge, you know, um, Aaron Connolly, Pete Sala, Joe Sinnott, um, and Ed Smith. Uh, they're the five uh, that we we talked to all five of them here on talkerie.com. Um, you know, they're all cross filed, and uh, to to the uninitiated, do you think ballot position means an, anything there? Or is that more down down ballot like city council where you, you just kind of are picking names or whatever or a school director? What do you think? I think ballot positions, you know, it can can really sway something, especially when you have limited voting like this, where you have low, low turnout. If you have to vote for four or and there's six people on the ballot, a lot of people are just going to vote for the top four because they don't know them. But uh, again, who comes out a, on a 10, 12, 20 percent? turnout is it is it that super voter that is all you know you know does all the studying or is it just hey this is my civic duty but i don't really wouldn't know what i'm no, choosing it's here it's the super supers these people know what they're doing i think they'll find you um, yeah I, I think there's an advantage in some races in some municipalities at some times to being number one I also think there's an incredible disadvantage when there's more than one page. And I suspect that the city council race is two pages. Yeah. So you got to hit yeah. next. I, I don't know because I don't vote in the city, but I right. would not want to be on page two. That's just, that's, oh, that's, that's a, very difficult to have wow. to overcome. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, I was on the Republican side, so we only had, you know, we had a pretty short ballot. Beyond that, I, I don't, I think there's a little, a little bump at being number one, I guess. But you're right. In this election, I think, I think these folks know what they're doing and who mm -hmm. they're voting for. It'd be interesting to see how that that plays into you know who wins and who doesn't yeah yeah fascinating did you probably didn't ask words or or Veril that i'd love uh, to know no we didn't ask that but i asked the ballot position you know every single judge candidate said you know they were excited whether if they had a, that number one position or that number five position you know if they could be kind of seen right you know well it's uh, interesting dave ridge, out, yeah sorry dave ridge and some of his advertising said i think is he number four on both uh, he think, might be yeah. me, i could be wrong but i think they said it so they must think it's a big deal i think if so they're reminding you you know the, maybe the best known name of all and olivieri ever remind sure. has to remind you that hey we're number four it would tell you that it means something so right you have to believe you're, that you're absolutely right Right. Uh, the, you know, the, you know, again, there's competitive races throughout the ballot, maybe not in your particular precinct, uh, but but certainly uh, everybody in Erie County is voting for a judge. And so that that in and of itself, when you think about the kind of power that judges have over kind of what, you know, whether whether you're going through a uh, a family issue in before the courts or um, or God forbid, you know, you have some kind of criminal thing 
that goes on, you're going to want somebody of integrity on that on the court. Now, the good thing is, is that the the consensus that I've heard from everybody who's who's listened to those interviews is that well, we we do have a good slate here. Um, but uh, making that distinctive of who you're going to choose from, it, it really it's going to be super important today. Yeah, you want to choose the right person, but you don't want to ever see them again. You know. You- <laughs> <laughs> I found it fascinating that that, that Jack Daenerys district attorney came out and and endorsed clearly endorsed Aaron. Yeah. Uh, yeah someone who ultimately then that office will have to go in front of mm-hmm. as an impartial uh, judge. I found that to be very fascinating in this particular right. race. I, I can't tell what it means. I, I would want his endorsement. I think most people would. But but I found it fascinating that he came out and was very vocal about this here in the last couple of days. I was I was fascinated at how much the Bar Association inserted themselves into the process. I mean, again, they've always done the survey, but this time they bought the ads in the newspaper multiple times. They made the kind of the splash in the media of who their highly recommended um, candidates were and uh and, and, you know, that's I mean, that's 500 lawyers saying this. These are the people that we think have the temperament to take this job on. Think it matters. I, I think, again, to the super voter, I think it might have some sway, you know, and again, because if you're looking for the data, it was right there on the back of the newspaper this Sunday. Right. And so, you know, and of course, I got I got to pay props to go Erie and Erie times news. They've done a fantastic job of covering this race. They they've gone all the way in uh, to the nitty gritty of each significant race. You know, every school board member in the city, you know, every major supervisor race, and they build a whole uh, municipal primary uh, guide, you know, so that if people want to, you know, uh, become educated, uh, Go Erie and the Times News had it there for them. So, uh, you, again, uh, I'm, I'm a big proponent of professional journalism, and they really uh, showed some some uh, chutzpah and, and some and strength there. Um, you know, what 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 can uh, Mill Creek do to kind of. Uh, you know, bring the temperature down of their politics out there, especially in the school district. I mean, I, I mean, is that is that just is that just me, a, a city boy, um, casting a Spurgeon on on what I think is is kind of a really tough situation. I mean, Mill, Mill Creek's our number two municipality in the county. Yeah, they they have to show some leadership, and they got to they just got to get along. I just I I'm gonna jump in. We hear this a lot. We hear from our residents. Hey, you, the three of you get along. Yeah, that doesn't mean that we just agree on everything. Right. It means that there are strong battles behind the scenes that we have serious debates about what is in mm-hmm. our best interest. And, and sometimes they get heated. But here's the difference. We don't take it publicly. And it's just it's over. The decision yeah. is made. If it's two to one, then that's the way the decision is. And you move on and you go to the next thing. It takes leadership. It just I'm not saying that yeah. anybody in particular right. negatively. I'm just saying it takes strong willed people to not hold grudges over what is just it's just business it's yeah just, at the end of the yeah. day it's just work yeah i mean it's just it's, i think people right i think people wish back to the old days of paul martin who was kind of the mayor of mill creek and you know just kind of uh you know had a steady hand over uh over uh you, you know running that place one more cut here as we go to news and thank you dino thank appreciate you, you being here with us uh here's well, from harbor creek like the townships are important because there's there's what what we're living in and they're they're more important than than the town, the city, really, because 
this is what's this is where we live this is what's important to us you know how we live